0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the
1: official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: One hour at 4 o'clock on Grant and Danny and 60 minutes out. A four-pack of tickets to the D.C. Auto Show at the D.C. Convention Center could be yours. Opened on the 20th, goes for another week. We got your tickets all week long on Grant and Danny every day ahead of the Beltway Blitz at 4 o'clock, so your first chance to win a four-pack is coming up in one hour. In about 10 minutes, who's going to be the O.C. here in Washington? Ron Rivera's got to make a hire. Could happen this week. Our guy, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated, thinks he knows who it's going to be. He is named the likely future offensive coordinator, and we'll tell you who that is. That's 10 minutes out. But right now, I want to get the latest on a trade the Wizards made today and an informed opinion on what they did. So to do that, we got ESPN's Bobby Marks, former executive in the NBA, one of our favorite analysts covering hoops on the show here on Grant and Danny. Bobby, thanks for a couple of minutes. How you been?
1: I'm good, guys. How are you? Doing well, my friend. Let's start from the Wizard side of this thing. Why?
3: I think there's probably more of a pressing need or desire. I think certainly the Kyle Kuzma free agency. Uh, and that's going to be, that's going to be the big, the big thing, right? Like, you know, the, the price tag of where Kuzma could be, he's not going to sign this extension that's out there um, just because it's below market. Um, you know, as I said, there's, you know, there's only so many mouths you can feed, and yes, you could have waited to the off season when, Rui was going to be a restricted free agent probably lose him for nothing Um, but if you bring back him and Kyle you're a luxury tax team I mean that's the reality of it here so I get it from that perspective I think there's a lot of ways you can look at it here I think you can look at it like you know looking at a big picture of what the future is going to be and you basically, you know, you parlay him into, you know, three seconds. One of them, which was your own, that you traded in, in the Westbrook trade, which was, you know, the 2028 second here. So there's, there's one way to look at it. There certainly Kuzma's. I think his price tag. He's probably the big winner of all this, right? I mean, it's made it's well known now that, you know, there's go, there's a pressing need to bring him back. But I think the, I think the big thing, and I, I just did a video on this. Is I, I, I think what my concern for Washington is the track record of draft picks. that That's probably like my big concern as far as what they've done in the draft the last, you know, I guess four or five years. I mean, I guess since Bradley Beal, I mean, since he's Beale, probably yeah. lost. Yeah. I mean, he's probably their last player, their last impact player. Right. I mean, that that's, that's the concerning part for me when you look at Rui and, and uh, I mean, we haven't even seen Johnny Davis this year, um, yeah, Corey, Denny, you know, like, man, when you commit a lot of money to a Bradley Beal and if you're going to commit a lot of money to Kyle and, you know, you've got Porzingis, you know, potentially could be a free agent. Like you've got to, man, you've got hit on at least some of these guys, right? Like even, you know, if you're picking in the late lottery or early teams here, like that's, that's probably my big concern as far as the ability to, you know, the ability to draft and, you know, there was kind of those foundation. So when you have a Bradley Beal injury, like we've, he's had a lot this year, there's a, you know, there's a guy that can come off, you know, one of your younger players that you can put in there and give you 20 points. And it's that, it's that next wave of it. Because when you're so top heavy and you're, you're going to be top heavy in, in contracts, um, you, need, you need some of these, you know, these former first round picks or these under the radar type players or minimum type guys to kind of be that, that next wave as far as these insurance policies.
2: Bobby Marks, ESPN front office insider with us on Grant and Danny. 20 years working in the NBA, several of them uh, in the front office, most recently in Brooklyn. Great insight, as always, on kind of the decision-making behind the scenes. Some are saying, and I just want to know if this is true or if you buy this, sure. that if they if they just traded him at the deadline, they would have done better. Or that, yeah, it makes sense to trade him because you're not going to pay him and you got to try to pay Kuzma. But surely they could have done better than none in three seconds. Two of them are like fourteen years away. Do you agree with that, or or do you think that this is a fair enough return for Rui if you're not bringing him back?
3: Yeah, I I, I, I agree that you know this is probably as good as you're going to get. I mean, he's on an expiring contract, and there's only nine teams that control their first round picks in the next seven years. Like for like the, the the day of teams giving away first round picks as a fly, like, you know, the the Cam Reddish trade that we saw last year where New York traded a first for Reddish. Um, well, I think it was, it was the Charlotte first to Atlanta for Reddish. I I don't, I didn't see that happening with him, especially when you're basically having for, for, um, for three, you know, three months and then you're going to have to pay him. Um, you know, usually yeah, 84, I think 84% of the trades happen the week of the deadline right but there are times when you have to make a decision that is this go we are we going to get more right we get a first for him and i didn't i just didn't see that here the chicago second potentially could be pretty decent we'll see where this bulls team goes um you know could be maybe late 30s early 40s i mean who, who knows where any of us will be in 2028 or 2029 so yeah, I mean, maybe use that in a deal down the road here, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't think it, the offers were probably going to get much better um, if they waited another, you uh, another two weeks here. Bobby, so th- what you said makes a
1: lot of sense to me. Here's, here's where I would, I guess, follow up and ask about though: is this glut at the forward position, right? Which is going to feature Kyle Kuzma, and then you know, you start adding up some of the the Denny Avdias, the Corey Kisperts of the world. Okay. You start, you know, sort of figuring out the depth chart therein. You knew you had a glut before the season started. Wouldn't this, wouldn't Rui have been more valuable when you realized you couldn't get him to, to an extension then? And shouldn't he be on the trade market then? Or is that just not feasible?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, certainly when extension talks broke down in, in October, I think you probably, you know, you had a decision there. Do we, do we look to move him now where a team maybe has a little bit more value, um, you know, and you have him for the whole body? Or do we see if it, you know, if we can increase his value? I, I think the hard part for him, for him from a value standpoint, just the inability to stay on the court, you know, I mean, he's, you know, you know, he's, he's I don't think he's ever played more than 55, 56 games somewhere around there. I know some of that's been short in seasons and COVID. Um But yeah, I mean, you, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think you, as a, you know, the front office, if you knew, you know, I, you know, with Kuzma and Porzingis and, you know, your, some of your other big Denny you mentioned, like if, if, You know, you weren't going to bring him back, or if there wasn't a comfort level where the price point was going to be, then you maybe look for deals there. I think, I think Kuzma taking off, and he had a good year last year. I think him taking off this year basically went from, you know, I think Kyle Kuzma might be a 16, 17 million dollar guy. Now it's like, well, I think it's going to be probably north of 20. Um, So now where does that fit in with a, a potential, even if, you know, can I pay? $34 $34 million to two forwards, right, with Kuzma and Rui here. And I just think he probably, you know, he's the odd man out and kind of just pivot as we just saw today.
2: Check out Bobby Marks on social media, breaking all these moves down, posting his analysis at Bobby Marks 42 Always kind enough to jump on with us here in D.C. when there's some breaking Wizards news of note. What do you make of my feeling on this deal? And I, I think a lot of Wizards fans feel this way. It's kind of a terrible place to be. It's almost like none of this matters to me anymore. Like I, I don't feel no. it because I don't know what the end game is. Or to me, the, the super max for Bradley Beal just locked them into the hamster wheel of mediocrity. Like, I, let's say they keep Kuzma, that would excite me. That's cool. As a means to what end? Like I, I, the five and two fifty one for Beal is that as terrible as I think it is? I mean, should they have done that? Should it be him and Nikola Jokic who make that money? They pay him like he's a superstar, and he's not. And I just think that it has really cost them their ceiling of of doing it a different way. I mean, what is your take as someone smarter than me on that?
3: Yeah, he's um, he's probably your second best player on a good team. You know, I think he's paid based on circumstances. You know, similar to probably what Zach Levine got in, in Chicago, had a little bit less money. Um, you know, basically we can't afford to lose him. Uh, we lose him. We basically kind of, you know, really bottom out. We don't get anything back in return. You know, there wasn't, he mentioned it, you know, there wasn't really a market out there for him. So who are you bidding against here? Um, the no trade clause. And now basically he dictates if there is going to be a move this summer or next summer where he goes. Um, it, 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 this contract could turn out to be one of the worst, I mean it and and he's a good player but when you're paying and i think the injuries are a little bit concerning too his inability to stay on the the court this year um when you're paying a guy 50 million dollars it's usually only going to get worse as the contract prolongs so you know that's going to be something that a a decision that they're going to have to talk about when we probably when we get into the off season here as far as you know is there a way we go in a different direction if you're really going to want to bottom out a little bit here but you're right. I mean, like, we could be I – was, I was joking with Tim Bontemps, who, you know, covers the NBA with ESPN also, and I, and I this was a month ago. I said, Tim, I feel like we're going to be – a year from now, we're going to be talking about Washington, who's 11-15 again, right? Like, it just feels like – and there's, like, there are some good games where, like, man, like, I, I like this team when their they're full body, you know, of, 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 you know, guys are out there. But there's then these seven or eighteen losing streaks here where a guy gets hurt, and you know your depth is you know is tested here. And the Beal situation is something that will eventually like they're gonna have to figure out something here because as is, you bring back Kuzma, let's say Porzingis gets a new contract, like this is kind of who you are, you know, like this is this is it. And that's why I mentioned the draft picks, like that 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 just puts them such a more priority. As far as drafting and developing, and hopefully, I mean, if you got four or five of them, hopefully, you hit on two. Um, and I can't make the argument that they've hit on any right now.
1: Bobby, give me—you—you you could tell where I'm going with this. I'm—I'm I'm just grasping for something good. Yeah. Uh, as a lifelong Wizards guy, <laughs> um, Kendrick Nunn coming back. This is a dude that was a pretty good player for a good club for a couple of years. Then I think the injury maybe changed things looks like he kind of has fallen off in L.A. I haven't seen much of him, if, if I'm being honest, out here in, in, in D.C., but the numbers are unkind. What happened there, and is there a chance to change of scenery? You hear my voice going up, because that's me hoping?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, certainly, you know, there was there was some good moments in Miami, um, and then he goes to Los the all last year with that bone bruise here. Um, there have been some games where he's been, you know, I think it's more of just putting him out there for, you know, let, letting him play for 25 minutes. I mean, there was such a you know the depth that guard when you look at with Beverly and Schroeder and Westbrook, um, really guard heavy there. Just kind of finding his his niche, and he's a guy who's on an expiring contract. And um, guard play is something that the Wizards could use. Um, you basically kind of take a flyer on him for the next you know whatever 40 games here, and you see what you know you see what he has, and um, you know, and it's it's you know it's an improvement probably gives you, you know, a little more depth for your for your you know for your for your guards. Um, But as I said, you know, at at a cost of a player that you drafted in the lottery, you know, three or four years ago.
2: So let's say they do shop Beal this offseason or they do try to get creative. I mean, is that a tradable contract? And then the other thing would be on Kuzma, who you correctly say is going to be a priority, right? This guy's become a star here. What kind of price tag are we talking about for Kuz this offseason?
3: Well, I think for Kyle, you know, the market's a lot better uh, than it was this past off season. Um, You know, I think we've got probably nine or ten teams that have, you know, potentially could have significant money. Um, you know, is he going to get what John Collins in Atlanta, not, you know, some five-year deal, but, you know, is, there, is it in, in a 22 to $23 million number? I mean, that's a basically a $10 million raise where he is off oh, right now. I think that's kind of... You know, for starting forward money, I think the, the positive, I guess, is that this cap's going to continually rise with new TV money coming in eventually here. And we've got a new CBA probably coming in. So I think that's probably what you're looking at for, for starter money. I mean, for Beale, really, it's, you know, if you ever, if both sides wanted to go in a different, you know, in a different direction here, basically, you te- he, he controls it. You know, like when you, when you have a no trade clause, you're basically saying, give me the list of teams. Give me the five or six teams here. And, you know, if there's something that you don't like, um, it's not like you can just trade them to, let's say, Sacramento, you know, for a package of picks and young players and all that stuff. That's the difference of, you know, when a player has a a no trade clause like, you know, Bradley does. Bobby,
1: always great with us, man. Appreciate the insight on short notice, buddy. Thank you.
3: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, great info. Bobby
2: Marks, ESPN, their front office insider, who's been uh, recently an assistant GM in Brooklyn and does a really good job Covering the NBA after 20 years, working his way up in front offices, uh, he says, and I know this is different than what a lot of Wizards fans feel. Mm-hmm. He doesn't think they were going to do much better than what they got for Rui. I- I'll side with the guy who's been on the phone working trades before. Yep, I know people think that they should have and could have gotten more. I also think people overvalue some of the players here. I think this happens. I think that's everywhere. Yeah, everywhere yep. with every team, right? But if Rui is what everyone thinks he was, he probably wouldn't be getting traded, right? There's a reason he wanted out, and once every couple of weeks he kind of shows what he's capable of, but expiring contract, guy who there's a lot of around the league at this point, I don't know, maybe you could have gotten a, a two seconds that weren't several years away, but... I'm not upset necessarily over what they got back, yeah, to be completely it, honest with if you. If you're
1: doing it today, you're not getting multiple first-rounders and a starter or something like that. I mean, to
2: Bobby's point, Bobby yeah. says people aren't trading first-rounders anymore. He said those days are over with.
1: And that's my point. You're not getting that. To me, the 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 problem I have is once you realize... you, I, It's the same thing we talk about this with, when it comes to the commanders and their front office and sort of realizing things at the same time we do. Like, I can't have that. I need you to know in October... The instant that you don't get an extension done, we have a glut at the Ford spot. We got Porzingis, we got Kuzma. We like both of these guys. I just traded for, for Porzingis, who I want to see on the court with Bradley Beal, and we watched Kuzma's development already. This guy's a baller. We might have to go pay this dude. So then you've got Avdi, who you you spent a lottery pick on. You sort of add that up, and you kind of go, this guy's extra for us. His value as a whole year of a player, I'm not saying, again, you get a first-rounder or get anybody worth a damn, but you get maybe a couple better second-rounders. You can make this trade Earlier than you did. It's just, it's puzzling as to kind of why now
2: it sort of had to happen. I think it happened because it's starting to become a bit of a situation. I, right? I think being angry over what you get back today for Rui is missing a much larger point here if you're a Wizards fan, which is I think it's well put to say what, what he did. They have to hit on draft picks at some point. They have not in years. They haven't. Years. I mean, Johnny Davis cannot get on the floor their first-round pick this year. Corey Kispert, who I love and is extremely handsome, he's been fine, but... Yeah, but he's fulfilled the role they drafted him to be. There's nothing wrong with Corey Kispert. Agreed. I don't have a big problem with him. But at some point, your first-round picks, some of these guys in the top ten, all these dudes in the lottery, essentially. Davis, Kispert, Rui, Denny, Troy Brown. Like, at some point, you got to get... You're Halliburton. You got to find the guy, and they just haven't found the guy.
1: Without question, that that's the number one issue. And and again, this is we might do chicken or the egg on this thing, but to me, it's it's the other part is philosophy, right? If you draft a Denny Avdia, you're basically saying we got to take time to let this kid who's 19 years old, who was just okay in his most recent pro league, who can't shoot yet, we got to give him time to grow and develop. The way to do that isn't to make him a kind of spot player who comes in every once in a while for a team that's trying for the nine seed. That's a go out there, young man, and fail a bunch. And if you turn into something great, now we have something. This way, we're not we're going to be in the same position with him next year, where he hasn't fulfilled the promise yet. Someone else may be interested in the skill set. There's a nice little starter kit there. I'm not telling you he's a world beater, and they're like screwing him over. I'm saying they, they're playing a bunch of guys in their prime to try to be the nine seed. It's just the la, the it's the way I would never do things ever. Period.
2: End of story. Sounds like the commanders. Does it? You're you're. Ramming your head against the wall going, why? Why does my team have to do it this way? And I hate always bringing everything back to Beal because I do genuinely, as a person, think he's a really good dude, it seems like, but I, I and also... he's a good player. He's a, he's a fine player. He's a good player. You're right. The 5 and the 250 is crippling. I'm, I'm sorry. It just is. Mm-hmm. Him and Jokic, man. Like, no! No! I don't want, like, there's no other conversation. Stop. No, not that. Anything else but that. And I just don't get how we got here.
1: The reigning MVP on the one seat out West versus Bradley Beal. And there's something, and again, it, 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 we always have to do this. It sounds like we're picking on Bill. We're not. That's a really good player. As Bobby Mark said correctly, and I've said for a while, he would be the perfect second best player on a really good team. He's got a lot of, of Jalen Brown to him, right? He's not great defensively, but there's a lot that he could do. He could take the pressure off of, of, of a primary ball handler slash scorer. He would be a really good running mate for a really competitive, really good team. As the guy, as the alpha, we've seen the data points, we've seen the result. It's play in tournament, it's maybe they get invited to the bubble to play a, game, a couple games to maybe break through and then get into the bubble or whatever the hell it was. They're getting boat raced. They're not good enough with him as the best player. And that's that's not his fault.
2: It's not his, he is who he is. He's always been the he's, – he's been exactly this. He's a good player. That contract exists so that Jokic can't leave, mm-hmm. right? You said the reigning MVP. The last two MVPs. Yeah. Okay? And then Beal, who I would prefer pass to someone else with 57 seconds left in the game. No, not that. Not that. Grant and Danny on the fan. Albert Breer of SI, MMQB, going to join us next. He thinks he knows who Ron Rivera is going to hire as an OC. He has heard from sources around the league who think Rivera's got to lean on this. We'll tell you who the likely coordinator is going to be next right here on the fan.
4: Okay, picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.